all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Saints. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another draft special here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata, and we have another trade-up for the Saints. They traded up into the seventh round and selected Tommy Stevens, quarterback out of Mississippi State. Now, he's not the normal quarterback you would think of. Oh, he's going to be Drew Brees' successor. No. He's a Taysom Hill-type quarterback. He's going to be a gadget-type quarterback, which is interesting that the Saints add another one, another type of these guys, which I love them doing that. To me, this does show that they're moving in that Taysom Hill direction. Now, I don't know if this is going to be their, you know, the guy that they get as their third QB. I think they could still add a QB. There are a lot of rumblings that they're going to pick up Jameis Winston to be their second guy so they can still have Taysom Hill to be their starter. But to me, this is, or to, to be there, to, to kind of do his jack-of-all-trades role, but then also stay on the team and stuff. But maybe they, they keep Tommy Stevens and Taysom Hill and then they're able to basically then keep all three on the roster. If Breeze got hurt, then they could just go right to Taysom Hill, and then they'll have Tommy Stevens kind of back up and do that type of jack-of-all-trades role. Interesting. It's a very interesting thing because you don't need two Taysom Hills on the roster, but if, if these are your three quarterbacks, Taysom Hill, Tommy Stevens, and Drew Breeze, now Taysom Hill could still do the role because it's not like Tommy Stevens. Yeah, he's not the best passer, but in like a game, in like a pinch, you can have that. You know, just in case something went wrong with, with uh, Taysom Hill or Drew Brees or something happens. But to, to at least have three quarterbacks suited and ready is something that you may want. And I think it's something the Saints are going to want. So even if he's that third guy that would come in just in case a Brees got hurt or a Taysom Hill got hurt, just for a game, it wouldn't be the biggest issue. But I think the Saints would have would like someone more like a Jameis Winston type or more of a quarterback ready, like a more of just a quarterback guy. This guy is going to be more of a gadget type player and we're thinking or I'm thinking I should say a Taysom Hill type two because when you look at him he's six four and then he also runs a sub sub four five forty with a four point four nine. I mean six uh, six four I mean two hundred thirty six pounds something in that range six five some people label him as depending on how you list him. So if he's I mean here's this is how Saints wire uh the site I'm just looking at some of the notes that they put on him. He's 6'5", 236, and he runs a, a 4.49, 40. That's crazy. And that's something that is really interesting, that you can bring someone that is huge like that, is you know, almost 240 pounds, and is running a four, a sub-4.5. You you see that, and he's, he's a big guy. He's going to be that bull type that Taysom Hill is. Now you see what the Saints are trying to do here. If they can get a Taysom Hill type 2, type of player when the saints were in meetings with him they had him run routes which is another interesting thing maybe not going to be as much as a, a quarterback but it's going to be running routes like a tight end and stuff like that it is very interesting people were t- basically dubbing him as the next taste amount so the saints pick him so really to me this is what i'm thinking the Saints are going to bring Taysom Hill in to be the future of this team it looks like but they still want that gadget type player and they're hoping that tommy stevens is that player which would be very interesting. Now, I don't know how true is this or what's happening here, but that, like, what the Saints' immediate plans are, but to put a seventh round, really just a seventh rounder on him, it's not that big of a deal, or really next year's sixth is really what you're giving up to take him. 
it is kind of interesting. It's, I mean, he, he's just the type of player he's going to get out and uh, you know, do some really good stuff. And he's going to make some plays. He's going to just be like that type of Taysom Hill playmaker. I mean, again, he's he, to me, you're only giving up really a sixth-round pick. And you're probably going to get a comp pick back for a sixth-round pick. So this is not really that uh, big of a deal. And you have a guy now with Stevens. He's a guy that, uh, again, it's not a big sample size, but he's able to have uh, over 1,500 passing yards, 900 rushing yards in his career. I mean, he's he, that that's definitely a big one for the Saints to be like a Taysom Hill type player because that's what I think he's going to be. Now, that's not a huge impact player getting a seventh-round player, but if he can come in here and if he, in a year or two, comes in, let's say Taysom Hill's a starter, and but they still want like that gadget type player, then you you could have Stevens do that, and then you could kind of have like if if you understand, you can get like that um, that kind of cycle in where we're gonna have a gadget type player on our team, and then you could always have a gadget player, or the Saints could be thinking, well, Taysom Hill's probably gonna leave, and we don't have our future QB, so let's get another gadget player just in case because he's gonna get too expensive. It's interesting. Those are the two things that I'm think two things that I'm thinking future down the line. So that to me is very very interesting. So when when I'm looking at Tommy Stevens, another thing about Stevens is that just to be on this team, it looks like it would be nice to put him here on the practice squad and bring in a guy like Winston in the next year, if Taysom's the QB or whatever happens, then he can come in to be your gadget guy. But look, a roster right now of Breeze, Taysom, and Stevens isn't bad. I wouldn't be worried about it. And then you can, I mean, the types of tight end sets you can look now, the Saints obviously added Troutman. I think Troutman's going to be a great tight end. But think of the Saints going to have Taysom Hill, on the field, Tommy Stevens, Drew Brees, I mean, that's insane, so, I mean, to put them all on the same field at once, I could definitely see that, again, if you can find a way to get, to implement all three of them into your, into your offense, all three quarterbacks into your, to, to your offensive plan, you're fine with it, I, I don't dislike to pick in any stretch of the imagination, maybe if you would have traded up, would I have wanted to get a receiver, maybe, instead of getting, signing a lot of UDFAs, that's a question, but, I mean, in the seventh round, if you can get anybody that contributes to your roster, that's kind of a win there. And hopefully he's able to just... I mean, look, to me, he's you're not projecting him as a QE. Maybe he moves up and becomes that. But, I mean, what what I'm thinking is that he's going to just come up and be a Taysom Hill. If you project him as a Taysom Hill type player in the seventh round, that's something you could be... I mean, that's big. I mean, Taysom Hill made some, a lot of impact players for the Saints, or plays for the Saints. And if you could have something like that on your roster is really big... Because if he can do stuff that Taysom Hill can do, even to I mean to a good extent that Taysom can do it, then you don't have to harm Taysom as much or do different things with Taysom, more high tech stuff with Taysom, but still have that original like guy that's just gonna run through a wall for you. Because that's what Taysom was two years ago, last year. I mean, when you're looking at like even later last year, got a little more Taysom got a little more polished, and you could just see it all come together. But, I mean, in the beginning, he was just a brute brute force, and it, and it worked. Now he's getting more polished, and that stuff's going to work too, in my opinion. But, like, people want to put Taysom Hill packages in for, like, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts can't run a sub-4-5 and bowl through you. He can't do that. So, Taysom Hill, Tommy Stevens, the same thing. These guys are just big guys that run fast in space, and they could also be a dual threat and throw it as well if they're able to run good enough routes it's definitely something to look at. It's definitely something to put up a project for. You're only giving up a seventh rounder. It's not a big deal. And the Saints probably won't even be losing really a sixth round pick as they will have a comp, comp pick next year as well in the sixth round. Looks like they're going to be getting a third in the sixth. Well, in this draft, they give up a third in the sixth. I like this move just because 
you could probably set up a nice offensive plan around him for 10 snaps a game, and he could be really, really big. And just like Taysom Hill is, and to me, I like the future because let's say Taysom Hill is your starter because that's what, to me, this move kind of dictates that. Saints don't go quarterback in this draft. So then you're kind of dictating that Taysom Hill is kind of your guy for the future. So now this is going to, like, Tommy Stevens is going to be your next gadget player that can do all those different things while Taysom Hill plays quarterback because the Saints probably want a gadget type player like in their offense, no matter who's at quarterback. But when you could add, and and, then even if Taysom's there, think of like when Taysom's at quarterback in, let's say, two years, and you have Tommy Stevens running routes and stuff. Like, that's something you want to see. It's, to me, very, very interesting there. And I I think just for the, I mean, just for the plays that Sean Payton was probably cooking up in his head, I think that's a fine pick and a a, a good way to cap off this draft. So we're going to take a quick break here. But when we come back, we're going to talk some UDFAs and then also we are going to just grade the pick with Stevens. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion. Now we are going to grade the Tommy Stevens pick before we get into our UDFAs. And to me, the Tommy Stevens pick, I'm going to give it a B plus, a BB plus for the seventh round value. I think B plus. I, I would have loved to see a wide receiver here. Like loved, loved, loved if they got like a Courtney Davis who ends up going in the UDFA, I think he would have fit really well with this team. But regardless, I like the pick. I like just the the vision that Sean Payton will have with him. It seems like that he's going to be the next Taysom Hill, the next Swiss Army Knife type player. We'll see how it all works out. And he's just the type of guy that I think will keep on going, keep on uh, pushing along, and keep on just trying to do anything to stay in this league, just like Taysom did. It's going to be fun to see. It's going to be fun to see him in training camp. It's going to be fun to see him in the preseason games. We'll see if he makes the roster which is going to be interesting. I, I I think the Saints for this year would love to put him on the practice squad and bring in a guy like James Winston because there has been rumors that he's going to come in and play for the backup Drew Brees with the Saints. We'll see if that comes to fruition. If I was the Saints, I would like to add someone else as a veteran. If I had to add one more veteran, I'd either a linebacker or a edge rusher. So it's all interesting. It'll be all, it'll be all fun to see what happens. But I do think this is a good player. Now you have your third quarterback. Regardless of what they do, they do have a third quarterback that can play as, to me, he's a tail three type guy. He's, he's not going to play ever, but, you know, you keep him on just so he can, um, just so he can, like, do, do the wide receiver, do the tight end stuff, do the do the Taysom Hill type work as Taysom Hill is your number two, while Taysom Hill's doing that too. But at least, let's say Taysom Hill gets hurt for a little bit, you'll have another guy like that, which I, which I think adds even depth to a joker position, which is very, very interesting. Or if Breeze got hurt and Taysom needed to be quarterback, and then you still have that joker position which I thought was very interesting. So I think like B+, maybe A-. minus. depends. A lot of people just like him in that Taysom Hill role and what Sean Payton can do with him. So that, to me, will be very interesting to watch throughout training camp and the preseason. To me, this is just an ongoing thing, especially for this pick. It's very tough to really see what value that the Saints are going to have with him because I don't think he's a long-term passer, but if you're going to get someone that could be a Taysom Hill guy, you value that player in uh, for the seventh round for sure. So... 
that's definitely interesting. And just to see that vision of Sean Payton to see a guy, oh, I can make this guy into a Taysom Hill. That's something that maybe Sean Payton's trademark after Drew Brees is making quarterbacks into guys like Taysom Hill. And maybe Taysom Hill's the main starter, but then he has other guys that he can put in. It would be pretty interesting, definitely to say the least, there. But now we are going to get into some Saints undrafted free agents. That's why I did wait to do this instead of doing it right after the Saints picked. Because the Saints do have some UDFAs that I wanted to talk about. And just, like, who did they actually bring in? Because it is very interesting. The Saints, every year, have a UDFA that steps up and does and does some good work. So, to me, it could happen for the Saints. Could happen for the Saints again. So, I, so I definitely think that's something to look at. So, I'm just going to give you the list of the Saints UDFAs so far. And, that, and I'll just, basically, as you're going down the list, I'll just come in and say things that I like about certain players. First guy... That came off the board was Marcus Callaway from Tennessee. And he is just, I mean, a, a speedy, deep threat type guy. Doesn't really add much besides that. But again, if he can, I mean, look, the Deontay Harris, speedy, deep threat, but he was also a really good kick returner. Maybe he can be a guy like that. So, I mean, you're just adding someone that is a speedy player that could really just win on the deep throw. But, I mean, you're hoping that he gets better and stuff like that. Maybe he comes in and has a big year, but again... He's definitely just more of a just speedy guy that he would have to really come up in free agency and or not free agency, excuse me, training camp and really come up in training camp and do a really good job. And then if he makes the roster, I mean, like he would have to show out big time, but maybe he would um, get the roster there because that's definitely something um, interesting. If he's, his speed really translates well and he's winning a lot, something you want to see on your roster for sure. Probably could play special teams too with that speed which is interesting, got 30 passes, 635 yards, and six touchdowns with Tennessee last year. Second guy was Calvin Thockmorton. The Saints gave a lot of money to him. He's an offensive tackle, which is, to me, he's going to be a guy that, like, just, you're probably going to keep him on the roster because they gave him, I mean, like, they gave him a pretty good amount guaranteed. So I think he could make this roster. He was a second-team All-American in 2018-2019, which is kind of interesting why he didn't get drafted. He's experienced at guard and center as well. He's got... Pretty good technique, pretty good character. Just you're thinking that he's he's a guy that's a little undersized, but he's got the technique, got the character, and that's something you want to see. So to me, that I mean, that's pretty good there. I think you could see him kind of like you could see him sneak on. Like the Saints always have those like those tackles that they that they put on the team or they put on the the 53 man roster, but they're just not active a lot. We saw that with Greenidge last year. Maybe Throckmorton, Throckmorton's that type of player. Same with uh, Jordan Steckler from Northern Illinois. Just a more versatile lineman, played guard and tackle. So that's something very, very interesting with a team captain. So, I mean, again, he supposedly drew a lot of interest and the Saints were able to get, out of, to get a player out of him. And I really like that the Saints were able to add some tackles, some linemen here, because those are the type of guys that you really, or defensive linemen, I should say, th- those are the type of guys that you could see make a roster as um, UDFA, especially interior D linemen, like this next guy, Malcolm Roach from Texas. I mean, first of all, Baton Rouge native, you always love to see that. And he was a big part of the Texas defensive line last year. He ended up with nine tackles for losses, three sacks. So he's definitely kind of a three-tech kind of, that could also, they think, play one-tech. But I I think he's even more of a three-tech guy. Think of, you know, the Saints have had so many defensive linemen, interior defensive linemen that have been UDFAs, have some success at the the big level. So I do think that's something to definitely look for there. The Saints also signed Darren Paulio from Utah. You know, look, first-team All-American in the Pac-12 Conference. That's big. 
He played all games at left tackle in 2014 with no with no sacks given up. That's something really nice, untouched. So that's big there. Then they added a running back here. We see these guys come in here. Look, now, if he can play special teams and beat out Dwayne Washington, you may see Tony Jones Jr. here with the Saints. He's from Notre Dame. He's more of that physical runner, hard-nosed runner, um, but he kind of lacks that speed and agility. But if he could have a good, you know, he has that good vision, and if you can compare that with, you know, just being physical, you could see him maybe make a roster spot in uh, 2020. And, like, if he was going to uproot Dwayne, Wa- Dwayne Washington, it was going to be for special teams. And that vision, I think, in special teams really helps you out. So I definitely think that's something to look for there. Then they added cornerback Keith Washington, more of an athletic corner. He's a kind of a big guy, 4.38, 40-yard dash. Now, he has he that, that, that to me is huge because I think he's, he could be a special teams player for the Saints, especially for the first few years. And uh, he has experience also in man end zone, which is nice. His quickness, your thinking could probably, with the right, the amazing coaching, if you can really coach this guy up, 4.38 speed is great, especially for a cornerback. So maybe you see something there. It's, it's definitely very interesting. I, I, I do see him more of a special teams guy, and I can see him make this roster as a special teams guy for sure. Next guy was Joey Bashy from Michigan State. He's just more of a intelligent linebacker. He was suspended in 2019 for uh, PEDs, but he, he is kind of, I mean, he's a guy, he's really more of a leadership guy, doesn't really have the athletic abilities, just kind of relies on that intelligence. A lot of people don't think that his lack of athletic ability is going to really hurt him, and it's going to end up hurting him bit in big time, and he's not going to be able to succeed at the next level, but it's yet to be seen. Next guy is Juwan Johnson from Oregon, and he's just like a, he's a wide receiver. He's just a big physical receiver. I mean, he's just very, very raw technically, but he's physical, and really they think he's going to, he has an untapped potential yet, so you're hoping that he can do that in with the Saints. I mean, he also played kick coverage, so he's a special teams player as well. That's something to look at. Then they added defensive lineman from Oregon, Gus Cumble, uh, Cumberlander, excuse me, there. 67250. I think I said enough there. Um again, you're definitely giving him for the raw cuz he doesn't have he didn't have much experience at Oregon. I mean, he only um played double digit games once. And in 2019 only played 5 games when he just had one and a half sacks in those games, but he's 67250, so you're going to take that. And he's got the athletic ability, so hey, if you can build it, I mean, if you can he's he's basically a lump of clay, but if you can build that lump of clay, that's just kind of what is there. And the final guy that they signed was Tony Tino Ellis from Maryland. He's a former wide receiver, which I thought was interesting, but long physical corner, plays both man and zone, which is nice. You can kind of see what the Saints want in their corners, which is interesting. He's going to need some technique, a lot of technique help, because he was coming to play in corner, so he's just raw. Again, he is he got injured too. And, and like those are the ty- type of guys that... You know, make to UDFA like they're they're just very very raw and then like they didn't even have a good season in college because they got injured or whatever and those are the type of guys that the Saints kind of looked at it seems just a lot of lump of clays that you're gonna have to shape and you're hoping you could shape it to into a 53 man roster spot and that would be really good but uh, we're gonna have to see uh, what happens there and it's definitely going to be very very interesting to see how this all works out for the Saints and when you're looking at DFA's looking at this draft. Next episode, we're going to do a full draft recap, grades and all, full grade for the team. I'm going to update my grade from that A- minus grade yesterday, give it some more thought. But I really love what the Saints did this draft, and that's going to be my my preview to it. I'll give you to it right now. I just feel like they added three guys that 
are going to be playing and going to be really impacting this team from day one. And then also today you add a player that could impact the team in the future as more of a joker type role. To me, it was a really nice class, really brought it all together, and I really like what they were able to do. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion and haven't followed our various social media platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also you can listen to our podcast wherever you get them. So that means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We are on all platforms. So that's all really good stuff. Really loving what the Saints are doing. And again, I think I think they're ready, set, and going to really give it a go. Now, I do think that they're going to add... I think they're going to add a free agent here. I don't know which position it's going to be, but I do think you, you're going to probably see them add a QB, which is going to be very... Or a QB or an edge rusher or a linebacker. The 27th, the Monday the 27th, is going to be when the Saints could sign players that don't count towards your comp pick. So that's when all these free agents will get signed. There'll be a, another uptick in free agency on next week on the 27th, which will be very, very interesting. And I can't wait to see what happens with that. So that's definitely going to be something to look at there. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you, run it back, and who dat?